to welcome you to our third Facebook Live. Today is a conversation we're going to be having with the Z-Wave Alliance, which is a consortium group of 700 members. They are uh, represent groups, uh, sorry, products that communicate over a Z-Wave protocol. And we have Executive Director Mitchell Klein, who's going to be joining us in about a minute or two. Uh, we apologize, we had a few technical glitches ourselves. So Z-Wave is one of the ways devices talk to each other. Um, and it's um, a, um, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the key ways. Um, about 2,400 products right now within the consortium um, talk um, across Z-Wave. And that is how many, it's how, we have a number, it's, a, it's 94 million devices we think are moving right now in um, uh, our, our operational across Z-Wave across the world. So as soon as Mitch joins us, Mitch is online. I hear it's oh, me, Mitch. Hey there, Mark. Hi there. Hear us. How you guys doing? I think he can, but I don't know how you guys can hear each other. <laughs> well, we'll we'll be able to hear Mitch. Uh, I, I think through our headset, right? Uh, you can. Um, I think so. Like, actually, if you use your phone, so you earbuds, sorry about this, guys. We're just trying to get this going. So Please. this is this is the welcome to the world of technology. Uh, and as Lauren says, you know, GearBrain, this is, we're, we're trying to do some unique things here uh, at, at GearBrain. Uh, so one of the things, what we're going to do is we're going to start off with, you know, welcoming Mitch uh, to the program. And I think one of the first questions, Mitch, which we'd really love for you to address is, you know, wireless protocol you, is, a, is a standard and, you know, there's, it's one of the key ingredients for compatibility. Uh, and making sure all the devices. So I was wondering if you could take some time to, you know, think about someone who's very, you know, as a novice to smart home technology, wants to learn more about the smart home technology. And, you know, how would you, you know, what is the wireless protocol, the standard in relation to the smart home? And how would you explain to someone the basics of what a wireless protocol is and how important is the smart home technology? Can you guys hear me okay here? Uh, just so Mitch, sure we can hear you. We're just looking to listening through headsets. So go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you know, it's always fun to talk about technology and to do it in a non-technical, geeky way, and that's kind of why I'm here because I'm really not. Yeah, we can hear you. Guys, you know, good. Uh, so talking about protocols. So what is a protocol? Protocol is Wi-Fi. It is Bluetooth. It is Zigbee. It is Z-Wave. There are so many protocols, and why do we have them? Well, basically, it's the core communication device to all of your smart home devices. It's kind of the backbone to connectivity. It enables devices to talk to each other. What does that mean? Every device has software in it these days. You've got a software chip, you've got some type of software in it, and there's a whole stack of different types of software uh, communications and uh, other interoperability devices in there. For purpose of really oversimplifying, let's say in terms of the protocols for the smart home, what we're interested in is transport. How are we going to get messages back and forth? And then application. How are we going to interpret that information that's going back and forth? Okay. From a transport perspective, we're all familiar with Wi-Fi. I mean, it's ubiquitous. You got Wi-Fi on, on your phone. You got Wi-Fi everywhere. You got Wi-Fi in, uh, in Starbucks, and uh, obviously you know and love Wi-Fi. So that's certainly one protocol. And Wi-Fi de de uh, defines how wireless devices are going to send and receive messages. Okay, so I, I think we understand that piece of it so far. 
Uh, what Wi-Fi does not do is determine how you will interpret the message of those that, that important application layer. I guess we're going to get into this a little bit later. Later, but so what protocols mean is how gotcha. will the devices communicate, and there's all different types of them at this time. The other thing is you've got a hub in your house or a gateway. I guess we'll use those that terminology. You know, uh, either way, hub or gateway. This is the central piece in your smart home, whereby all the devices are sending and receiving communication uh, commands, and hopefully being interpreted right. back and forth as well. I hope that sort of makes sense. Every device you buy has a protocol, whether it's a door lock, a sensor, a security panel, a light dimmer, anything. They all have protocols in there. I'm going to leave you with that one. <laughs> uh, hopefully that makes sense. That. Go ahead. Okay, great, great. Um, one thing we'd love to hear a little bit about from you Okay, so um, we'd love to talk a little bit about something that we hear a lot about, which is called mesh. Um, we're hoping you can talk to us a little bit about what mesh is. Um, why is that something that's important and why is that something that consumers should be aware of when they're buying products? Yeah, unfortunately, it's something you kind of need to know about. Um, you know, I really don't like the fact that consumers have to be so knowledgeable on the technology side. What mesh is essentially, it's a network that gets created by the devices in the home. Okay, that's again, trying to be real simple. But we'll drill down a little bit more. And what mesh does is it enables devices to communicate a little further than they normally would be able to transmit. And the more devices you put into this mesh, the stronger the communication network goes. So devices can then kind of relay the information and the commands from one device to the next. That's kind of a simplification of the concept of mesh. Um, when we look at things like Wi-Fi, which again, it's ubiquitous, and Wi-Fi doesn't transmit so well in the home. And if I, if I ask you to raise your hand, I do this sometimes in presentations in, uh, in large sessions, how many of you are happy with the Wi-Fi coverage in your home? Very few hands go up unless there are those who are geeky mm -hmm. and know how to extend the range of the Wi-Fi network. Um, so the Wi-Fi Alliance developed a, uh, uh, just say, a level of mesh which enables Wi-Fi to extend to other parts of the house. Okay. Now that has not been part of the standard uh, Wi-Fi protocol. We look at Z-Wave or Zigbee, both actually have always had a mesh uh, topology in how they operate. So it enables a device which may be a door lock or may be a sensor to communicate relatively great distances because the more devices we add into the home with Z-Wave in it, the greater, the stronger the mesh becomes, the greater the communication occurs. The converse is, let's go back to Wi-Fi. What happens when we add more and more Wi-Fi devices in the home? Think about if you ever stayed in a hotel room and you notice, say, uh, you're on your Wi-Fi network in the morning and things seem to be going great, and all of a sudden everyone else starts logging in, you got so many more devices. Well, you know what? The, the bandwidth then gets eaten up, there's a lot of collisions, and actually the more Wi-Fi devices that go live in the home, the more difficult the communication becomes. Junior comes home from school and starts streaming Netflix. Uh, his sister comes home and starts playing a game yeah. of Wi-Fi, and then, you know what happens is it all bogs down. 
it's the antithesis of what happens in terms of a, a Z-wave mesh, where the more devices that are in it, the stronger it becomes. And when we do hear from customers who say they have some issues, perhaps their communication is inconsistent between the door lock, we just say, put, a, put another Z-wave device in. The more, the better. We have a lot of delays here, so sorry about that. Okay. So, so, so the question I have for you, Mitch, is, you know, we're talking about these wireless protocols. How important is, you know, yeah, it's a slightly there's a little delay, so you'll hear one thing and another, but, but really, when when we think about the, the smart home product uh, protocols, is, you know. Does it, is this something that a consumer should be aware of before going to buy a smart home or build a smart home system or any of these devices? Is that part of the buying process to understand or not? What do you think? Yes, and I, I use the term unfortunate because it, it shouldn't have to require a consumer to be educated. But the reality is where things stand today, the answer is yes. You do need to understand what type of protocols you're using in your home. Um, basically, they're not all interoperable. You don't necessarily have a Bluetooth thing that's going to work well with a Zigbee thing and work well with a Z-Wave thing. So you actually need to understand uh, in order to impact and enable you to buy more products and grow that smart home, you kind of need to know what type of protocols you have in the home. And usually it, it's helpful to know that based on the hub and the gateway you have, it's going to indicate which of the uh, different protocols or platforms are resident. And I think it's also important to understand that not all of the protocols will provide what we call an application or in interoperability layer. But there's no mandate for interoperability. What does that mean? Let me come to that and explain that for a second. Let's take a look at, uh, again, let's use Wi-Fi as an example. Wi-Fi, we know, is ubiquitous from a transport perspective. Its ability to send communication from one device to another device, it's 100% always works, whether it's a phone, a laptop, uh, the, uh, a tablet, uh, or it's going over the Internet. We always know if we send something via Wi-Fi, that transport works. What we don't know is, let's say I get an email from a buddy in Japan, and that email is now in, in Japanese. I received that, that information, no problem. The transport worked, but I, can't under, I don't understand Japanese. I can't read it, so I ignore it. And that's because, mm -hmm. again, that's a light example of a lack of application layer interoperability. So what you have with Bluetooth, with Wi-Fi, with Zigbee, you have a lot of different layers that may or may not work together. And the difference here is with, with Z-Wave, there's a mandate. If you develop with Z-Wave, it is interoperable. If you have a door lock with Z-Wave, it will work with all other door locks uh, that, that have Z-Wave in it. And that's not always the case with some of the other protocols. So this is the kind of thing, unfortunately, that a consumer needs to understand. Delay. So, um, Mitch, if you could 
walk us through for a second, apologies for the delay again, but walk us through, I'm, a, I'm a, somebody going into a, a store and I want to be able to purchase some devices for my home and I'm staring at a big array, sorry again for the delay, but I'm staring at a big array at the, uh, at, at the aisle. Could you give me a sense of what it is that I should be looking at when I pick up the boxes? Um, do I need to be looking for something on the back? Do I need to be aware that I'm picking up a Z-Way device? Um, do I need to be uh, concerned about if I have Alexa devices at home? How, how does the consumer need to understand the wireless protocols when they're actually at the point of sale or at that point when they're about to pick up something? Well, the first suggestion I have is understand what the hub or the gateway is that you're, you're either going to buy or that you have already purchased and what type of protocols it has in it. The odds are pretty good it has multiple protocols. What we didn't get into yet is why these multiple protocols exist. So let me just kind of just, uh, take a slightly different detour here for a second. Why okay. would one have, why doesn't Wi-Fi just simply do everything? And the reality is because again, no application layer, but because Wi-Fi is perfect for streaming audio, for streaming video, for getting it on your phone, um, but what it's not really good okay. at battery life it's not good at battery life so in other words are you happy with the battery life on your smartphone well some of your viewers are going to go yeah mine's fine mine lasts you know all day i don't have to charge it until i go to sleep at night well imagine if you had to charge your door lock every day or replace the batteries on your on your uh, door lock every day that would not be acceptable so there are other protocols that do a much better job in terms of providing battery life so you you will always have multiple protocols and it's important to know which ones your hub will have. The reason I love the Z-Wave and I got involved with Z-Wave in the first place is because of the mandate for interoperability. And what does that mean again? So if you've got the hub and it says it has Z-Wave in it, it means when you're standing in the store and you're looking at that whole line of, uh, of different thermostats or a whole bunch of different door locks, you can choose the ones you want that are more appropriate, that look best, that work best, as long as it has that Z-Wave logo on it. Then you know it's, it's been certified, meaning that it's been tested by an independent third-party laboratory that says, yes, it will work within the Z-Wave ecosystem. And second of all, that it will work with the devices that you already have because of the mandate for interoperability. But of course, that's my suggestion. The other piece of it is, if you want to dive a little bit deeper, some of the other protocols, there are some manufacturers making great products with other protocols as well. So you want to make sure that the gateway or the hub that you have will support that particular device. If it's Z-Wave, you don't have to worry. But if it's not Z-Wave, you kind of have to worry. Well, do I know, does it actually have a capability to interact with, I won't bash brands, but you know, with another brand. I mean some good products out there, you got to make sure it's interoperable with your, with your gateway. Gotcha. And that's, what, that's one of the reasons why we created GearBrain, to help solve yeah. that problem. Um, right. So, so, so one of the things, Mitch, uh, I wonder if you can, there's Z-Wave and there's Z-Wave Plus, okay? So 
And so if a consumer walking into, uh, you know, a retailer and you look on the box, you look to make sure it's Z-Wave, they're going to see Z-Wave and Z-Wave Plus. Could you help explain sure. what's the difference between the two? Do they all work together? My understanding is certain Z-Wave products work with Z-Wave Plus, but not all of them work together. Uh, so help us understand, you know, if a consumer does walk into, you know, into a store, you know, and sees the box that says Z-Wave or Z-Wave Plus, what, what should they be aware of? What's the difference between the two? Okay, well, the simple answer is it doesn't matter uh, in reality because all Z-Wave products, once they're certified, there's a mandate for backwards compatibility. So in the scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Okay, okay, and that's a flip answer, of course. Uh, Z-Wave Plus indicates that that product is using the latest Z-Wave chip or software. Uh, what does that mean? Well, oversimplify it means you got a little greater, you got greater range for the device and perhaps <laughs> added functionality. But in reality, if you've already got the devices that you installed 10 years ago from the original Z-Wave, it will still work with the latest hubs and with the latest gear. Um, I can actually show you a picture here for a second um, at the sample. If you were to look at this device, I don't know if you can kind of see it here. Uh, we've got the logo and it says Z-Wave and it says plus. That logo will be on the box. That logo will also be on individual devices as well. You can kind of see it here. Um, see, and this is the, yeah. uh, the bottom of one of the Fabaro uh, kind of cool buttons. Um, the older logo looks very similar, just kind of like that. There we go. But it doesn't say plus on the yeah. bottom. But either yeah. way, you're going to see the logos. So if you have a choice, you have two things side by side, and one says plus and one doesn't, I'd get the plus. But if it doesn't say plus and it's a device you want, I'd still get it. It still works. Great. So is there any news that we should be aware of coming out of Z-Wave? Anything that consumers should be thinking about, knowing that might be uh, new products that are about to be added, uh, new ways that they might be engaging with Z-Wave coming up in the next few months that might change the way that they buy products? Yeah, first of all, I think you should understand we talk about 700 members. That's 700 member companies, not individuals. And you know, there are brands that we all know and love, like Samsung with their smart things. Uh, Wink with uh, a ring just came out with some stuff. GE, uh, Schley, Yale, uh, you know, so all brands, you know, and a whole bunch of brands you may not know, like Favaro or Aotech. Um, what I think is important is understand that Z-Wave provides the greatest level of security. We call it our latest is S2, but the devices that communicate back and forth are highly secure, have never been hacked before. And yeah, that's a challenge, hackers out there. Uh, they are, you know, a very, very secure platform. In terms of new stuff coming out every day, you know, where we've got products and certification, I just talking to our, uh, our certification manager this morning, she has 22 devices that she's got to go through just today that got submitted for approval. Some of them are just more of the same, you know, enhanced, better door locks. A company like August, for example, 
very popular door lock brand, uh, has released their Z-Wave wave door locks. Um, Jasco, who manufactures under the GE brand, you may be familiar with, just received an Excite Award today for their brand new dimmer with a sensor in it, sensor dimmer, uh, which is actually really cool. It's like a hands-free controller uh, to be able to walk in. Um, we've got another company that made actually made a Z-Wave mousetrap. Think about that. So, yep. um, so there's some really interesting new products always coming out. Another company introduced a Z-Wave weather station. And again, it's not because the device communicates to one, but think about the opportunities when multiple devices can then communicate to each other and execute a lifestyle event. It's pretty exciting stuff. So what would you say, Mitch, are the must-have Z-Wave smart home devices? And again, people watching, if there's a slight delay, we apologize this because this is live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, must-have devices. Security panel. Security is big, and security has moved on from just perimeter and security in terms of break-in and being secure at home. Security panels now, I'll use Ring as an example. Ring, Ring have a really uh, user accessible, pretty low cost security panel. And it's not just about security. Yes, there are sensors for doors, for window breaks, things like that, the traditional thing. But now you can also tie in a door lock. And I love the ideas of door locks, it's huge. Uh, what can we do with a door lock? Well. We can get a notification when one of the kids comes home from school and you get a notification. Now you know that the kids have arrived home safe. Or you need to let the, the housekeeper in or the plumber. Or you've got some type of service person coming in. You're not leaving a key under the doormat. You can give them a temporary uh, access code and, and let them come in. Um, other things, things like thermostats are enormous in terms of uh, providing efficiency for uh, uh, energy usage, and not just that, but convenience, so that you're not necessarily running your air conditioning all day when no one's home, but you can actually make sure that it's, it's running in the house is cool when you get home in the summer, when you get home from work, or you get home from vacation. Um, I mean, those are those are a couple of the cooler things that I always recommend. Then you start adding the cameras, and you know, front door door cameras are really huge these days. Okay, uh, I would strongly recommending adding that as well. So. Quite a bit of cool things, and I look at I take a look at the Ring product as one of the one of the starting points for you. Okay. Oh. Great. Well, uh, we're coming up to our half an hour. Uh, I want to thank my man uh, Mitch over here. Uh, for joining us, and um, it's, it's been wonderful. People listening, I know there's been a bunch of questions. Uh, we are going to respond to the questions, and feel free to reach out to GearBrain on Facebook, social media, or, or at info or editors at GearBrain.com. We look forward to uh, seeing you next week when we talk about uh, college dorms and what are the connected devices for uh, students now that we're going back to school and it's the fall. But Mitch, thanks for joining. It's always great to see you and it's great to hear good yeah, things. We're looking for some exciting things from Z-Wave. Lauren, anything to add? Yeah, that's it. Thank you, guys.
Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mitch. Follow us on GearBrain. Talk to you soon. Glad to be here.